up. He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night, the number one show at 5 o'clock. And we got a great show for you today. And we got in the studio, we have a common sense Democrat. We have Richard Judge Richard Weinberg. And uh, Ed Cox, 10 years GOP chairman of New York, a common sense Republican. And all we want is common sense, guys. We that's want it. common sense to prevail. And that's what 5 o'clock stands for. And we've come to the right place for common sense. And uh, on my side, uh, Lydia Serrani. Lydia, and I understand we have a, a great show. I understand we have uh, Miranda Devine on. Yes, we have Miranda Devine, Queensborn, um, Australian raised, uh, New York Post columnist, brilliant woman, and uh, her. You book- can't tell from the accent, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have a Queens accent. Her laptop, her book, "The Laptop from Hell," couldn't be more uh, apropos at this point in time in history. Miranda Devine, welcome back to Cats at Night. Oh, thanks very much, Lydia and John and everybody. And uh, my accent is a little-known dialect of Jamaica Queens. <laughs> very charming, Miranda. Yeah. Very charming indeed. Um, so, so tell us. It seems what the heck is going on? It, uh, well, I, I think I think it's good. Uh, I think what's happening is that some whistleblowers now see that the Republicans mean business, and the polls are showing that they're going to win uh, a congressional majority at the midterm. So they'll be in a position next year to actually have some investigations, subpoena the right people, and finally uh, expose what's been going on with the Biden family and their influence peddling scheme. So we've seen uh, already Chuck Grasley, the senator, has uh, told us about um, some whistleblowers who've come forward to talk about how the FBI was uh, basically burying information that was coming in related to Hunter Biden's laptop and the, the Joe Biden's influence peddling scheme. Uh, and uh, they were burying it. They were pretending that it was Russian disinformation. Chuck Grasley has named names to FBI operatives. One was a special agent called Tim Tebolt, and another one is a guy called, uh, I think it's Brian Orton. So he's named those names. And then uh, there's another whistleblower that I uh, was uh, lucky enough to get the um, the communication that was sent uh, to uh, a guy called James Gillia, who was a former uh, British uh, British uh, Special Forces officer, as well as he's linked to the British Intelligence Services. He was also another. Uh, former business partner of Hunter Biden's, and he's heard uh, sort of talking about the New York Post when we first published our Hunter Biden laptop story, the first one in October of 2020, and he's discussing with someone else about, you know, whether there will be uh, fallout, whether or not the, the Joe Biden campaign and Hunter Biden will throw them under the bus. And in that conversation, James Gilliar refers to Joe Biden as drum roll, the big guy. Mm. And that corroborates uh, the and, other testimony, doesn't it? And, and the, exactly. And the president swears that he never spoke to his son about the son's business. Isn't this the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act? Isn't that the specter that's in the back? If he admits it, the president admits that while he was in office as vice president, they both have a problem. Well, exactly. And the fact is that 
Joe Biden has lied. I mean, at the very least, you can say that because he's repeatedly said he knew nothing about his son Hunter's overseas business dealings. Um, there's just a mountain of evidence from not just the laptop, but from Tony Bobolinsky, another of Hunter's former business partners. And uh, he also turned over all his material to the FBI. The FBI also has had the laptop since December 2019. So they have better visibility into this than anybody else. And yet, strangely, they have been silent. Well, it, it just seems there's so much corruption, whether it's uh, Nancy Pelosi and her husband making hundreds of millions of dollars on insider trading information or Hunter Biden uh, with the Ukrainians. I, I mean, how can... How can we allow this to happen in the United States of America? Because because you have a pattern and practice of the FBI and some intelligence agencies looking the other way or covering up. And that's what Miranda has been exposing. Right. I mean, you even have the DOJ that's politicized. What do you think, Miranda Devine? Well, yes. And, you know, Merrick Garland appears on uh, with Lester Holt uh, this week, and he's quite happy to talk about um, the January 6th committee and how without fear or favour they're going to chase down everybody who had anything to do with instigating the crowd and that means of course Donald Trump and Lester Holt asks him about Donald Trump he's quite happy to entertain questions about you know uh, Lester Holt and all the media is so desperate for the DOJ to be charging um, and convicting and locking up and hanging Donald Trump for anything they can imagine um, so he's very happy to go on air and, and talk about all of that. And yet you have just overwhelming evidence that is pouring out uh, from all sorts of sources. It's not just the laptop anymore. Um, it's lots of whistleblowers and uh, information that's come from the Grasley Johnson Committee. This is Treasury Department documents, which now the Democrats are crying, trying to stop the Republicans from looking at. Janet Yellen has intervened and stopped them from having a look at documents that are, should be open to the public. Uh, so all of this is going on, and Merrick Garland cannot continue to pretend that he's above the fray while he just holds his nose and closes his eyes and pretends that nothing's happening. And what is going on in Delaware, that's what we've been waiting for, the Delaware uh, U.S. attorney down there, David Weiss, has, been, has spent four years looking into Hunter Biden. Well, I mean, the grand jury was busy last, you know, last summer and it was interviewing a whole bunch of Hunter Biden's former business partners and former lovers, um, but it's gone quiet. When are we going to see indictments or a plea deal or something Miranda, coming out of there? What I'm troubled by is the fact that they could cut a deal and cut a deal just on uh, the taxes and walk yeah. away from everything else. And that would be the ultimate cover-up. Yes, and that there are a lot of indications of that, including um, the few leaks that have come out. Um, uh, have come to the New York uh, Times and to CNN, and they seem to be saying exactly what you're saying. It's really about the taxes. Um, forget about the Farrah so, so if, the, if the New York Times and CNN and Washington Post are turning against President Biden, what does that mean? Is the jig up? Not quite sure that they're turning against him yet. Certainly not when it comes to the laptop. They're always at pains. There's always this boilerplate paragraph that is the same across all those organs. And they say, uh, you know, this has nothing to do with Joe Biden. But 
Um, but when it comes to saying, well, he's too old or, you know, talking about disarray in his office and his, his plunging poll numbers, they can hardly ignore it. And I suppose when it comes to Joe Biden continuing with the pretense that he's running again in 2024, um, you, you know, even the New York Times has to call that out as just absurd. Uh, Miranda Devine, another topic that you have thoroughly investigated, the migrants being flown in the dead of night to places like Westchester County, also up there in well, upst- Washington, D.C. Right. And, and did she call in the National Guard or did she not call in the National Guard? Right. The mayor there is calling in the National Guard because they've been overrun with migrants. I want to play for you with Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary. She was asked a question. What's the difference between the federal government sending and flying in migrants in the dead of night and Texas officials bussing them in. Take a listen. What's the difference between Texas bussing migrants to D.C. and the federal government flying migrants to, say, New York in the middle of the night in other cities? It's very different because we're not doing it as a as using migrants as a political pawn. <laughs> Can you believe that? Oh, it's just uh, it's surreal. It's absurd. It's criminal. Really, this is, you know, we've been talking about this and we've been talking on the show about this. Is the White House racist? I'm going to tell you the definition of my racist. Thinking that people are so stupid they'd believe anything. Right. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, they think we're that stupid. To say now suddenly after 5,000 illegal migrants have been bused to Washington, D.C. by Texas and Arizona to make a point about how their border is overrun. And, you know, we've had, what, 3 million plus illegal migrants come across the border. And now Washington, D.C. is groaning at the seams. They've got people sleeping out. Um, New York, the same problem, only there's been no buses it's the planes, the migrant planes that Joe Biden is flying from the border, from El Paso, from McAllen, Texas, from Yuma, Arizona, into New York, into White Plains, and now the overflow is going into Stewart International in the Hudson Valley. This is happening practically every night. There are 200-some-odd illegal migrants on every single plane. This has been going on since last summer. We've been reporting on it for over nine months it's been on the front page of the New York Post. You guys talk about it. And Eric Adams is pretending that he just realized that there was a problem. Miranda, you'll be happy. Texas and Arizona. You'll be happy to know that the New York City Council is going to have hearings about uh, how outrageous it is that the people are coming in from, uh, from Texas by bus. Yes. How awful it is and how our facilities are being overrun. I wish I could have been in that press corps when they said, what is the difference? Oh, well, the difference is that we're not using it as a political ploy. No, the president is just basically undermining our democracy and ruining our country because we're bringing in people that no one knows who they are, if they're sex traffickers, if they're drug smugglers, if they're terrorists. So I think a political ploy is a lot better than what they're doing to our country. What do you think, Miranda Devine? Yes, and the president is also breaking the law, as is Secretary Mayorkas. They're breaking America's laws, and they're aiding and abetting the cartels. They are providing the final link in the cartels' people smuggling operation. They are making the cartels' business more lucrative while they are impoverishing this country. They are dumping illegal migrants all over the country into cities and towns near you. Every town is a border border town. Uh, in New York, I don't know how many thousands have been dumped in, but if you figure it out, 200 a night, say an average of four nights a week for a year, 
That's a lot of people, and they they are overwhelming New York's social safety net. We have homeless on the streets. We have we spend billions of dollars to try and help the homeless, and they are being shoved out by these newcomers whose first act when they walked into this country was to break the so law. So the, the immigrants, the immigrants or the uh, people that uh, cross the border are coming to New York, taking the homeless vets. Mm-hmm. And the homeless Americans and the homeless New Yorkers pushing them aside and they say, that bed's for me. Miranda well, Devine, I, yeah. thank you so much. Thank for, you. For Good telling day. the truth to the American people and to all New Yorkers. God bless you. And we need God's blessing because we really need it. And God bless America. Thank you.